Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Let's stand this morning and worship the Lord. We have come into His house to worship Him. Lord, you deserve the praise. We have come to your house to worship you. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, he holds the victory. Oh, we shout out your praise. 
shout praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Surely the Lord is in this place today. Amen. Amen. Do you feel the joy of the Lord here today? Because God is here. And on this Pentecost Sunday, where we celebrate the Holy Spirit coming upon this world. Hallelujah. Yes, let's give the Lord some glory. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. What will we be without the Holy Spirit within us? Amen. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I know when he wasn't a part of my life, my life was useless, fruitless. It had no joy. But now the joy of the Lord is in my heart. No matter what I go through, I still feel his peace, his joy, his presence. And he will carry you through. Amen. I don't know who needed to hear that. Hallelujah. Somebody needed to hear that. Thank you, Jesus. Because I tell myself that every day. Let us go to the Bible. Hebrews chapter 1. Verses 10 to 12. Especially if you're at home, you can open your Bibles and read along with me. And the writer of Hebrews says, And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shall thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. Folks, one day we're all going to be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your precious word. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can come to you in a sweet hour of prayer at any time. As much as we like, your word says you neither slumber nor do you sleep. Father God, we come boldly, as you said we should, knowing that you hear our prayer. And if you hear our prayer, you will answer it. It may not come to us right away the way we expect it, but you will answer that prayer. That's what you told Daniel. Lord, we love you. We love you from the very depths of our heart. We thank you for watching over us, for blessing us the way you do, keeping us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. Thank you for your angels that watch over us, that you've assigned to each and every one of us. Your word says the angels of the Lord encamp around those who love you, who, who have a holy reverence and fear for you. And that's us here today, dear God. Lord, bless this service. We ask that your Holy Spirit, oh, the precious Holy Spirit, that it fill us here today. Fill this building. Fill our hearts. Lord, fill our homes. Father God, we ask that you fill the world with your presence. We need the Holy Ghost big time in our life these days. There's so much evil prevalent in the world today, dear God. Babies are getting shot in Philadelphia. Over 10 people, 12 people, I don't know the number, got shot just walking down the street, trying to have a nice time. Lord, we just need you like we've never needed you before. Please, dear God, please, God, take away the evil. Of course, according to your will, your word, your good pleasure. 
We ask that you bless Pastor Roger today, bless our volunteers. Without them, we couldn't do this. We ask that you bless all those who participate in any capacity and bless those who are tuned in and those who are here today who thought it not robbery to be here, to glorify you, to lift up holy hands and to give homage to the name of Jesus, our precious Lord and Savior. Lord, we just want to say one more time, thank you, Jesus. And in God, and in God, in God, we trust. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. You may be seated. Thank you. Hey, everyone. My name is Lynn. Welcome to CTC, and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. We have a lot going on at our campuses, so we wanted to take a few minutes and let you know about some of those. We talk a lot about the concepts of love, serve, and engage. They are what drives everything we do as a church. Some ministry opportunities give us the chance to live out all three. During the month of June, Urban Promise will be training their summer camp staff and need groups to provide meals. This is a great way to meet some of their staff and support the ministry of the summer camp. To learn more or to sign up for a mealtime, send an email to lpoindexter at ctcde.church. One of the most important jobs Jesus left us with was making disciples. It's a call he has given to all of us. Pastor Roger and Pastor Sharon will be leading a training series on this disciple-making movement. These training sessions will begin on June 9th and continue every Thursday from 2.15 to 3.45 on Zoom. To find out more or to get involved, see Pastor Roger or Pastor Sharon. Grief is one of the most challenging and overwhelming emotions any of us have to navigate. It is even more difficult to walk through it alone. We have a group of CTC designed to help those walking through grief to know that someone is there to walk with them. Grief Share meets on the first and third Saturdays from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Bear Campus and is facilitated by Pastor Vaughn. Anyone is welcome to be a part of this group. For more information, visit ctcde.church slash lifegroups or stop by the Welcome Center and pick up a brochure. Thanks for being here today. Our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. You can find more information about all the events happening at our church by going to ctcde.church. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. Have a great week. Good morning. God bless you today. You know you're stealing the show. Kobe <laughs> is the latest and newest addition to the worship ministry. Amen. So praise God. Praise, the praise Lord. God for Kobe. We're so excited that you are here today. And I look around the room and I see all our other babies. They're all growing yeah. up. It's what a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord and have our babies yeah. with us. Amen. 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 God loves children, and so do we. On your table or at your chair, you're going to see a packet. And in the packet, the first thing that you'll see is a 
card that says welcome on the front, and on the rear it says connect. The purpose of this card, we ask you to fill it out for yourself and everyone that's with you this morning. And at the bottom of the card, there's an opportunity to list a prayer request. We ask that you list a prayer request or a praise report. If you're online this morning, there's a connect tab online. So we ask that you complete, click on the tab and complete the information. We meet throughout the week to pray for you, and we pray confidentially. So please, we want to pray, pray for you. And also, if this is your first time here or you haven't been into the Welcome Center for a while, after service is over, please stop in the Welcome Center. It's out the door to your left, and we will share some resources with you. Um, we have brochures and we have bulletins. And if you're new here online, please click the New Here button. Um, Pastor Vaughn's team, the Family Care Ministry, will reach out to you throughout the week to welcome you officially. And if you stop in the Welcome Center, we'll give you a small gift. And finally, um, there's an, another... Yeah, you need me to I got help you. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You, you, Come here. You, you want to share. I'm going to steal the baby. That's what, that's what I thought. <laughs> hi, Kobe. There is a message note on your table. So we ask that you, during the sermon, that you take messages, that you take notes. And um, then you can refer to them throughout the week. It's like a refresher to keep the sermon firmly in the front of your mind so that God can talk with you about the things he wants you to do next in the life of the ministry that he has given to you. Uh-huh. I got the baby now. I know. I want him back. Go back. You want him back. He's looking at me like, oh, okay, this isn't going to last very long. He wants to go back. I see it. I see it. So don't go far. I won't go far. Colby, we, we, do, we want you to grow up to be a strong young man, to love God, to love the Lord, to be generous in what you do. And we've got some scriptures that we follow as we talk about being generous. Isn't it? See how I did that on that night? So let's, let the principles that we follow as we're, as we're being generous. Let's say this together and teach Colby. Let's say it. We give to support those who proclaim the kingdom of God. Colby, you are part of God's kingdom. Yay. Let's read this scripture together. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. So, Colby, God has a good life for you. Thanks for being here with us today. Thank you all for being here with us today. Let's, let's stand together and let's continue to worship our Lord as we, as, we, uh, as we give thanks and praise to God. And the team comes back. Let's, uh, let me offer this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you for all the many blessings that you give to us. All of them, Jesus. We thank you. Come, Holy Spirit, continue to be with us. Guide us as we sing praises to you, as we think about who you are and who we are, as we hear your word this morning. We need you to help us understand all the riches that you have for us in Christ Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. There you go. Amen. Let's continue to worship the Lord today. The opening song that we sang had at the beginning of it, in the first verse, we worship the God who was, the God who is, and the God who evermore shall be. He is always the same passage of scripture that we read from Hebrews chapter 1 verses 10 and tw- 10 through 12 one of the central themes of that is God never changes he is always the same 
And so if he raised dead bodies back then, if he healed blinded eyes back then, if he set people free and free from bondage and sin back then, so we want you to learn a new song with us today, and it's called Same God. Let's worship the Lord together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. I know that you will keep your promise.
That's who we worship today. That's who we worship today. just like the day of Pentecost. Move among us, we pray, O oh God. Move in our midst. Lord, as we gather together, yes, but as we take what we have, that spirit that lives inside of us, into the world, our mission field, to do the real work that you've called us to do. The God of Jacob, God of Moses, the God of Mary, the God of David, the God of so many others that we've seen in the scriptures and that you've experienced in your own life. He's the same. He doesn't change. He wants to do for you today whatever you need. If he did it back then, able to do it now. So God, as we are here this morning continuing to worship you, we know that you're here moving among us. So Lord, we invite you, your Holy Spirit. Lord, work in our hearts today. Work in our spirits today. We yield ourselves to you, God. Lay ourselves before you. Heard it said that the problem with the living sacrifice, which is what the Bible tells us to give, is that a living sacrifice can get up and walk away from the altar. Let's choose today. You are here, moving in our midst. Worship you. 
singing that line about Jesus being here, the Holy Spirit being here, mending every heart. I just had a sense that there's someone or maybe multiple someones in this place that need that today. That need the healing hand of God on your broken heart. I don't know why it's broken today. But if it is, He is here mending broken speaking to us. From time to time we experience this kind of thing in our services. And if you go and look at 1 Corinthians chapters 10 and 12, it talks about gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. And one of those Debbie has exhibited today. She said when she woke up this morning, God gave her a sense. You can go and read that for yourself. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and 12. 
But when we move in those gifts of the Spirit, God wants to speak specifically to us. So whoever that is today, God is speaking to you. Or maybe more than one of you. Can we sing that chorus just very softly one more time, Waymaker, to just help us to understand exactly what the Holy Spirit has said through Debbie. Oh, and you are Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Oh, and you are Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Let's see it again. You are. Oh, and you giving ourselves a pep talk and reminding ourselves of that because of a circumstance or if we're just celebrating that that is who you are. Either way, you want to communicate that to us today. So God, we pray now that as our pastor comes to bring the message that Father, your anointing, your strong anointing would rest on him. That as our hearts are open to receive from you, God, you would speak to us. And we would be stirred and moved not just to emotion, to make a change in our lives so that we will be different than when we came in this building. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Life, it can be hard, but we were never meant to run this race alone. We were made for community, each one fulfilling their calling so that others can learn and become mature. Then, as Ephesians 4.14 tells us, we will no longer be blown about by every wind of teaching. Unity comes when we find, when you find, the place where you belong. shows up. <laughs> Just a sweet, sweet, relaxing presence of the Lord, and I indeed pray. I, I, I have sensed the Lord with us here this morning, and I pray that you do too, whether you're here in the room or whether you're online. May the Holy Spirit of our loving God reside not just in this space or in your home, but in your heart. That's where God uh, desires to be. We're going to hear more about that as we go through this uh, book of Ephesians and the, uh, under the theme of you belong. We all have a place to belong. One of the great benefits of having a place to belong 
is that we belong to somebody else. And somebody else belongs to us. And it doesn't mean that we own each other, but it means that we have purpose together. And we're not alone. I I think one of the greatest parts of the image of God placed in humanity is the fact that we are created to be relational people. God is a relational God. And we who follow Jesus Christ see God as being Father. We saw, see God being Jesus Christ, the Son. We see God, the Holy Spirit, three in one. It's a concept we can't understand. But it's evidenced in all of Scripture that God is there. And so as God, the three, are relating to each other, so God created humanity in that same image that we are to be in relationship with one another, and not just with one another, but primarily with God. And that is such good news. That is such basic and core Christian teaching that it really doesn't get any simpler or more complicated than that. No one can live life alone physically or spiritually We are created to be together. So in our series from Ephesians, we keep unpacking this book from God's Word to learn what it means to belong to God and what it means to live together as a community of people who trust and follow Jesus. He is the one who forgives our sins. He is the one who gives us new life. I remember being a child, every birthday I had, tell me, if, uh, raise your hand if, if your family had this kind of tradition in it. It's, it's a barbaric tradition. <laughs> but in my family, we got to a birthday, and let's say I was, I, when I turned five years old, I'm the youngest of four children, and, and, and every, both mom and dad and all of my siblings all day long were trying to do this to me. They were trying to give me a spanking for every year of my life. Anybody have that experience when you're growing up? Yeah, some of us did. It's a barbaric tradition. And so, so I'd come down in the morning and I knew what was going to happen. And so my brother, we shared a room together. In fact, there were years when we shared a bed together. And I knew that on my birthday, he was going to try to smack me five times. And then I'd go downstairs and my father was going to try to smack me five times because it was my birthday and then my sisters and my mother and everybody. And then to cap it off, after they gave me five spankings, I mean, they were all supposed to be gentle, but you know, siblings. We're going to celebrate you, Roger. And then finally, when all of it was over, they'd give you one more. And they called it. And it was a, a pinch to grow an inch. Ugh. <laughs> what a horrible tradition. Some of you, your kids are saying, oh. Anybody do this, still do that in their families today? Try to do that? Dear Lord, call, the, call children's services. That's what would happen today. Well, in today's passage, we're looking at a powerful prayer that I think is kind of like, here's a pinch to grow an inch. And here's this prayer that Paul prays for us that is a prayer for growing. It's a prayer for growing up. And we don't have to wait until our birthday comes to, to, to experience the growth. Just as God created us to, to be in relationship, 
every relationship grows. Every relationship changes. Every person matures. And as we mature, our, our relationships have to mature with us. And so God not only created us to be in relationship with others, God created us to, to grow and to mature. Are you growing? Are you maturing? Are you growing up? When, we're, when I was young, I couldn't wait to be old. Right? Give me more. Give me more responsibility. Give me more skill. Give me more. I wish I had more money. Whatever. When we're young, we get that. As we get older, we acquire more things. And, and we acquire more things. We acquire more knowledge. We acquire more uh, uh, ability. We, we acquire more influence with other people or authority among others. And when we're young, we look at those who have all that and we say, boy, wouldn't it be nice to get all that? And then when we're old, we wish we were young. <laughs> but still had all this stuff that we got now. And at every age and every stage, we're still required to mature, to grow up. And the older we get, the harder it is to hear that message. Let me say it lovingly and kindly. Let's grow up. Ooh, it still sounds hard. Today's passage, we look at this powerful prayer that's like that pinch to grow an inch. We can see Paul's great love for the people of Ephesus in this prayer that urges them to keep growing, keep maturing. So let's look at this passage from Ephesians chapter 3, starting with verse 14. And I encourage you to follow along in your own Bible. If you're using the Bible, it's on the chair or on the table beside you. It's page 978, I believe, in these books, or you can follow on the screen, but you know, I like to back up a little bit, and so if you have it in front of you, you can follow along. Verse 14 begins with these words, when I think of all of this, the word this refers to paragraphs that have come before this, and Paul has just expounded on the purpose that God has for his life and what Christ has done for us, and he's filled with, with, with the fullness of God in him. And he says, when I think of all these things, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. And let's listen to the prayer. It says, the Creator, Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And here, verse 16 begins, I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources... He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. And that Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. This is prayer. This is His, his plea to God for you. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is His love. And may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. We, we all should be 
printing that out, writing it out, putting it on our phones so that we can see it in the morning when we wake up. So that when we see it in the middle of the day when we're frustrated at work, when we're tired of taking care of our children, when we're sick of changing that nasty diaper one more time. But we know it's just a a diaper and a long line of more diapers to come. But we need some encouragement. Remember this prayer. How great deep is God's love for you. Let's unpack this a a, a little bit more. Oh, and finish verses 20 and 21. Now, all glory to God who is able through His mighty power to at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen? Amen. Paul breaks his prayer into four major sections that give us insight into this prayer. First, Paul prays that we have strength in our inner being. How's your strength? How's your inner being strength? What is Paul talking about with this inner strength? It's, a, it's the ability to endure. It's the ability to live in this world. It's the ability to adjust. It's the ability to take whatever comes at me and not let it destroy me. Inner strength. We all need inner strength. And we have to grow up and acquire this inner strength. But it comes from God, and that is what Paul is talking to us. You, we, we don't have the ability to create this kind of inner strength on our own. We've got to have God's presence in our lives to create this kind of inner strength that we need to live and thrive and survive in this world. I saw, I saw a TikTok video. Yes, I get on TikTok. I like TikTok. <laughs> I have a TikTok thing. You can go to, you can look, I don't know what it's called. Uh, I don't know how to find me on TikTok. But anyway, so I was watching TikTok, and you have to be extremely careful with TikTok. Let me say this to anybody that's on TikTok. You have to train TikTok to give you the videos and the images that you know are good for you. We live in a, we live in a world, this, this is an aside, we live in a world today that when we get online, we, we're, we're, we're immediately immersed in a world of evil and awful stuff. And we have to take responsibility for what we allow in our eyes, in our ears, in our minds. And, and, and this is the technology. We can't, ex- we can't escape this kind of technology in our world. It's the world in which we live. We have to train ourselves. We have to have discipline to use these things for the glory of God. So if you're on TikTok and you're getting things, you've got to say, no, I don't want that. You've got to block that from you. You've got to get away from that. And you've got to... Uh, allow only the good to come into that. So I saw this TikTok video. This little girl named Sierra, she appears to be not even two years old. She's feeding her lunch to her dog. And mom's trying to teach her we can't just feed the dog anything. Your food is for you. The dog's food is for you. And watch the inner strength that Sierra has. That's what we're talking about. She's not even two years old, but we can see inner strength in her. And watch what her inner strength does as we watch this little 30-second video of Sierra. It's a beautiful little girl. Don't feed the dog, okay? 
You don't need to get sad. You just can't feed the dog, honey. We're not allowed. No, don't feed him. It's okay. You're okay. Beautiful. Okay, what, what, what did you observe about Sierra's inner strength? What would you say? How would you characterize her inner strength? Did she have a lot of inner strength? Well, for a two-year-old, she probably did. And you could see her inner strength. She's, I'm going to feed my duck. And, and Okay, so on one hand, we might blame mom for, for exposing her, her daughter <laughs> at, at, at this age to, to the entire world in TikTok. And listen to us, we're, we're laughing. But we're not just laughing, we're empathizing. With a look on Sierra's face, we can feel the anxiety of the discipline that that Sierra is feeling, right? It is not fun to be disciplined. And we have to be strong. And we can see that Sierra is starting strong. But as she she feels the weight of the pressure, trying to decide, am I going to obey mom? You, you, You feel that. And every one of us can relate to that. Until we finally break down at times in our life. And we have to help our children endure that. Because that is causing, here in this story, you watched Sierra experience pain in order that she could acquire inner strength. And we are not serving our children if we don't allow them to experience that. It is a parent's job to help their children move through and grow through these experiences. And it doesn't matter what age we are. We can be 89 years old. I'm sorry for those who are 89 years old. Just just a number. I'm not talking to anybody directly. (laughs) We can be 56 years old and, and experience the same kind of overwhelming emotions Because somebody is criticizing us. Somebody is telling us we didn't do the job right. Somebody is telling us that they expected us more from us and they didn't get it. And we have have a choice to make in our minds. It doesn't mean that I have to do what everybody says, but it does mean that I have to be myself in that moment. And I've I've got to have that kind of inner strength. I need God to give me that kind of inner strength because I break down. And I dare say you need God too in those moments. We need God. You know that song we sing? That new song we sing? Oh God, oh God, I need you. Oh rock, oh rock of ages. Now, I just texted. We were singing that song and I text, sent a text message to Bill and I'm going to cast this as a vision and I don't know how this is going to happen or when it will happen. That is such a simple tune. It's such a simple song. I pictured, I pictured a hundred children standing up here on this platform singing that song, saying, Oh God, oh God, we need you. Oh, oh, I call out to the God of Mary who God saved. I call out to the God of, of, of David. I may not have a Goliath in my life, but God, I've got giants that I've got to overcome and get around or sneak under, whatever it might be. Oh God, I got, I need you. We need that inner strength. 
As we grow and mature, we learn to handle disappointments, hardships, and setbacks. It's part of life. And Sierra in this little video had a great mom who's full of compassion, just as our God is full of compassion for us. But mom also knows that Sierra has to learn certain things in life. And one of those things is that we can't always just give the dog what we want. (laughs) It's not healthy for the dog. Perhaps another lesson Sierra needed to learn is that she needs to eat her own food to grow strong and healthy and not sneak her food to the dog. That's been done a couple of times. The dog has his own food. Or perhaps Sierra needs simply to learn that mom's instructions are to be obeyed. And we pray that every one of mom's instructions are worth obeying. We pray that every one of dad's instructions are worth obeying. We pray that parents have the grace of God in them to raise up the children in the way that God wants those children to go. Not the way the parents necessarily want them to go. But I pray that the way that God wants a child to go is the same way the parents want their child to go. Amen, amen. All of these life lessons build inner strength and character and they are essential to living a life of full and healthy relationships. So Paul prays that the people in Ephesus may be given inner strength from God and God gives inner strength through His Holy Spirit. Let me ask you, what's your inner strength like today? Are you standing up against the pressures that you've got to face in your life? The changes that you're enduring as you grow, as your body ages and you mature. As you take on more responsibility, maybe you just graduated from first grade, kindergarten, third grade. I don't know where we got so many graduations throughout a child's life these days. (laughs) And each one of them is placing on new responsibilities. How's your inner strength receiving those new responsibilities? Paul prays for us to have inner strength. Secondly, Paul prays for the people that Christ may dwell in their hearts. The translation that we read that Jesus makes His home in your heart. When you invite somebody to come into your house, do you ever say, make yourself at home? And what do you expect somebody to do when they... Make themselves at home in your house. You expect them to relax. It means that when they need to go to the bathroom, they just get up and go to the bathroom. They know where it is. They're comfortable. If they, if they want some water or they want a beverage and, and, and you're not thinking hospitably, you want them to ask, hey, can I get a drink of water? Oh, yeah. Or, even better in my case, just get up and get your own. <laughs> I am not a hospitable person. You can make yourself at home. Just come into my house and take care of yourself. Let's sit down and have a good talk. But if you're thir- I'm probably not going to ask you. Are you thirsty? I'm so sorry. I am so inhospitable. Thank you, God, for those who have the gift of hospitality. <laughs> Paul prays that you allow Jesus to make his home in your heart. That means Jesus is going to be comfortable with everything in your life. Is Jesus comfortable with everything 
in your life? What kind of stench and trash and sin are you going to make Jesus sit next to? (laughs) Jesus desires to be at home in your heart. And Paul prays. So maybe your prayer today is, Jesus, Jesus, come and be at home in my heart because I've tried to decorate my house and you need to do some rearranging. Let Jesus be at home in your heart. And, and the way Jesus makes His home in our hearts is it's a growing process again. And, he, and, and Paul uses a plant for a comparison. He says, let your love, your, your life, your roots go deep into God's love. We all have roots. We all have things that, 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 that are searching for nourishment. They're searching for something. Just as, wa- just as the roots of a plant search out the nourishment and, and the water that's in the soil. The roots have some system that they gravitate to water wherever it is. So is your, is your life, are, are, are those sources that you're saying, oh, I need this, I need this, are they gravitating towards God's love? Or are you allowing them to gravitate towards something else that's going to bring death and destruction? Are you being rooted and grounded in God's love? We've got our children here this morning. Children, if you receive this little bag, I want you to hold it up so that others around you can see what we've given you. Uh, We lost them already. Right. So what is it? It's got this little disc in it, this hard disc. feels almost like wood. But you take that disc home. And you put it in a, a, a dish of, of water, and this disc is going to puff up to, about, to be maybe two inches tall. And then also in this bag, there's a little seed. In my bag, I've got a little pea seed, a pea plant. And I'm going to poke, once, the, once this, uh, this called a jiffy pot, puffs up, it's going to be soil in it. And I'm going to poke the seed into the soil. I'm going to put it in a a dark, warm place for three or four days. And it's going to start to sprout. Roots are going to go down into the soil. Leaves are going to come up to the sunshine. Because that's the way God designed this plant to grow. And out of that is going to come some fruit. And God has planned you to produce some fruit in your life. But you've got to be careful where you plant your roots in good soil. Where are you rooted? Are you rooted in the ex- expectations of this world? Are you rooted in your desire for fame or success or intelligence or skill? Are you rooted in addiction? Or are you rooted in negative thoughts? You spend all your day around people who do nothing but complain. Eh? That's tough. Maybe you're in a work environment and you don't have a lot of choice, but you still need to be rooted in God's love. Thirdly, Paul prays that they have power to understand how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is God's love. I'm amazed to think that if God's love is so wide, high, long, and deep, that wherever we are, there also is God's 
love. Wherever we are, there also is God's love. Not far away. So why do we settle for anything less? Or why do we settle in a place that seeks to avoid God's love? Or to deny God's love? Or to reject God's love? Or to run away from God's mercy and God's kindness? Why do we do that in our lives? Be rooted and grounded in God's love. Seek God's love in everything. Let's imagine I've got two watermelons. (laughs) Grew up on a farm. We grew watermelons on the farm. I remember one day, it was harvesting season. In upstate New York, it it takes a long time for a watermelon to mature. Just because it's got a shorter growing season and it doesn't get as hot as it does. I remember Pastor Paul talking about in his teenage years, during the summers when he was out of school, he would go down to Sussex County where, with his uncles on the farm and he would work on the farm and they grew watermelons. I mean, they grow, really grow watermelons down there. We had probably maybe an acre of watermelons at the most, which you can imagine an, an acre is probably, mm, I don't know, three or four of these buildings put together, the size of this building. Well, Pastor Paul, where he worked, they, they had 50, 60, 100 acres of watermelon and they'd harvest them all at once. I remember one day we were, I was out in my field harvesting watermelons and we, did, we waited until they got ripe on the vine because we had our own market. We didn't have to, we didn't have to uh, harvest them early uh, and then they ripened while they're on transport to the grocery store. We had our own store, that, so we picked them ripe right out of the field and it was a much better watermelon than you can ever get around here in the grocery store. So I picked up one watermelon one day and I could just feel that this watermelon is perfect. And what do we mean by perfect? I don't mean it looks like, like just every other watermelon. I mean that it's mature. And it, and it can't get any more mature. And that's what, that's, that's what this word mature means. You can't get any more of Roger in Roger. Roger is fulfilled. Roger is all Roger can be. And God wants you to be all you can be, not just the army. <laughs> that old be all you can be in the army. I know that's an old ad. So I got these two watermelons. I got one. Here, here's this one that's that I picked it out of the field, and it was ripe, and I wanted to eat it. I thought my dad's my dad owns this farm. I, I have some privileges, and I know that this is profit for the farm. But if I even pick this in three days, it'll begin to rot. So I better eat it right now. I can rationalize anything. I'm a good rationalizer. So I picked up that watermelon. I did not have a knife, and I had to crack that watermelon open somehow. So I held it in one hand. I'm, 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 I'm going to karate chop it. <laughs> and I, and I, I need to smack that watermelon. And, 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 and I've never had a karate class in my life, but I, but I was a black belt that day. <laughs> that watermelon was so ripe, it just cracked right in two. Like I had taken a knife. It just boom. And you know what I did? Forget the seeds. These were in the days when all the watermelons still had seeds in them. I took my hand, I tipped it over, one half over, and I reached in and I grabbed the heart of that watermelon because that's the sweet spot. That is the best thing. And I just shoved that thing in my mouth and I said, oh, thank you, God, for this watermelon. Okay, let's say I've got one watermelon. I invite you into my home and and here's this watermelon sitting on the table and it's ripe like that. It is ready to eat. And then right beside it, I have a watermelon and I have let it set there for days and weeks. And it once was mature, but now it's rotten. 
It's so rotten, the flies have already laid their eggs in it, and the maggots have already eaten the insides out of it, and, and, and it's turned brown and black, and now it's fuzzy. And then it, and then it dried up. And now it's just this, this flat gob of dry, crusty watermelon. I said, I got some watermelon. Which one do you want? Oh, this one's too good for me. Or I don't deserve that one. I've done so many bad things in my life. I, I can't have something that good. Give me a piece of this. You're crazy. But some of us look at God that way. We look at ourselves and we condemn ourselves and we say, God, I don't deserve your forgiveness. I don't deserve your love. And so we settle for this piece of garbage. God, is Jesus is offering to us fullness of life. Why? Take what God has for us. Crack it open. <laughs> Dig into it and plunge into the goodness and the fullness of God. Which one of those watermelon would you sink your teeth into you? In, into we were when we refuse to sink our teeth deep into our roots deep into God's love. We are choosing to sink our life into that rotten, dried up, dead watermelon, and it's going to lead to no life. It leads to death ourselves. Nobody wants that. But many of us reject Jesus from making His home in our hearts. Let Jesus make His home in your heart. And the result of rejecting God is that we are empty of God. We have no hope. We have no place to belong. This, this watermelon doesn't belong with this watermelon. This watermelon doesn't belong in the fellowship of those who are eating this watermelon. We have no hope. And we have no inner strength to endure life's pressures. So in Paul's prayer, the goal of his prayer is that we are made complete. And that word complete is this watermelon over here. Well, he's preaching about watermelon. What a stupid illustration is that? But we are made complete and mature and perfect as this watermelon is. Uh, but you're even better than a watermelon. Where's your strength? Where are your roots? Do you comprehend how great is God's love? And here's what we need to comprehend. We need to think that if we're, if we're measuring God's love by these standards, God is always outside of it. You will never discover the edges of God's love. There will always be more. Do you comprehend how great is God's love for you? And are you full of the life and power that comes only from God? give you an opportunity as we move into receiving this sacrament this morning to we're going to say our affirmation of faith we're going to pray the lord's prayer and you've got an opportunity this morning to respond right here on this table is god's love represented the sign of it is the the juice that we have on your tables or on your chair the body represented by the wafer that's in there Let's stand together and let's say together the Apostles' Creed, which is a statement of what we believe, who we believe Jesus to be, what we believe God has done for us.
let's say together these words. And, and I, I don't want you to say them unless you're, unless you're able to mean them. So if you just need to listen today, just listen today. But let's say these, let's say these words together. I do believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. And on the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of our sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Now let's pray together the prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come upon us in these moments that as we receive this gift of bread, this gift of juice from the vine, you will be present with us. Jesus, there's some here today who need to to be very clear that they desire you to make your home in their heart. They desire to know that every sin they've ever committed is forgiven. They need need to know that you are the source of strength. They need to confess that they've been placing and allowing their roots to go places that do not bring life. So, Lord, as we receive this, let us make those confessions to you as we pray together. We remember that night when Jesus was betrayed, that he took the cup. I've got gluten-free cups here if um, uh, Pastor Jonathan would you take this and if you just need gluten free just raise your hand as Pastor Jonathan comes around and wait to get his attention if you can't get him he's coming right over here he's going he's coming around Connie's coming to find you <laughs> they'll come so how you how you use these is you peel off at the very top is a clear a clear piece of cellophane to expose and take off that little wafer of bread if you want to call it that. <laughs> it's the body of Christ. Christ met with his disciples. He took the bread from the table and he broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Anytime you do this, remember what I have done for you. Let's take and eat and be thankful as we remember. Then you can peel off the foil that's on top of the cup. We remember that Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. I'm making a new relationship. I'm giving you new life by trusting in me. This this is grape juice, but we trust that as we receive it, God is pouring his grace into our lives to transform us. Let's take and drink and be thankful.
Jesus, we thank you for your mercy and grace that you give to our lives. Thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, God, for the call that you have for each one of us, the purpose that you have for our lives. The purpose of our life is to give glory to you. But also we receive so much from you in fulfilling the purpose that you have for us. So thank you for calling each one of us. I pray, God, that we all would be in tune with you, in touch with you, so that we can discover and experience and follow the calling that you have for us through our faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for being with us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's continue to worship. The platform area is open. If you desire to come here and pray, you can come here and pray by yourself if you want, or you can come to the back tables and and uh, or the, the corner rooms where there's a prayer station. Somebody will be glad to pray with you. You don't need to tell them what you need prayer for, but let's just pray together as we sing. Amen. You heard the invitation. Front is open. If you want to come and pray, folks are at the back. Earlier in the service, we were talking about gifts of the Spirit, and I, re- I referenced 1 Corinthians chapters tw- uh, 10 and 12 is where you would find that. It's actually 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 where it talks about the gifts of the Spirit and the fact that the Holy Spirit, that God gives us gifts uh, as He will and how they are functioning and how they are used in the church. So 1 Corinthians chapters 12 and 14. Let's worship the Lord today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And that you desire more than anything to have a relationship with us. So help us to remove the barriers that stand between us and you. Move into that relationship. We're going to spend a few more minutes in worship up here. When you need to go, you can go. The front is still open. Folks are still available to pray with you at the prayer stations. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Have a great week. Great is your faithful.